Hello there, Knicks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. I'm your host, Manny Rodriguez, and in this episode, well, it's the trade deadline episode, and uh, the Knicks, they didn't do a damn thing, and I'm not really happy about it. Um, plus, uh, R.J. Barrett gets hurt uh, because of Tom Thibodeau's hard-headed ways, uh, and even a, a little... A little uh, little gambling advice for you too. Let's get to it. Well, we'll start off with the trade deadline and the New York Knicks for whatever reason, mind-numbing reason, decide to stay idle. Trade deadline has come and gone and the Knicks without new players um, on their team. Um, Not too long ago, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted um, that the Knicks... Uh, did not make any deals. So, um, you know, usually during trade deadlines, no matter what the sport, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, MLB, um, usually you get those last second trades reported after the day, after the deadline, just teams who um, were able to get that paperwork in at the 11th hour with uh, 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, but apparently it seems as though that uh, – you know, that's not the case with New York. Again, Wojnarowski of ESPN tweeting that um, no deals were completed for the Knicks. And, and I, I, it's really not a shock. Um, very heartbreaking, yes, because, I mean, the Knicks and Knicks fans have been asking for um, trades um, that would clear up minutes for the young players um, you know, because let, let's be honest, you take a look at the roster, you take a look at the rotation, the Knicks are 24 and 31. They're 13th, if I'm not mistaken, 13, 12 for 13th right now in the Eastern Conference. I think it's actually 12. They're 12th in the Eastern Conference, 24 and 31. With the way this team has been playing and with the way um, the opponents over the next 12 games or so are playing, uh, there's really, really a chance that the Knicks might only win one game over their next 12 contests. So with that being said, it looks as though this season is going to be a loss, no matter what, whether you traded players or you didn't. But if it is going to be a wash, then why didn't you get rid of the players like a Kemba Walker and an Evan Fournier and a Nerlens Noel so that those, those the minutes that they take up can be freed for a Quentin Grimes, for a Deuce McBride, for a Jericho Sims. I don't understand why. I mean, they must have reached out. They had to have. That's it's it's the trade deadline. Let's be honest. These are adult men whose livelihood are on the line doing this. There's no doubt in my mind that the Knicks did not. Um, call teams, you know, I'm sure that the Knicks called teams and inquired about um, trading for certain players. But it's still just, it's still just disgusting to see that they didn't do anything. And this might be a testament, and this not might be, this is, this is a testament on how bad of an offseason Leon Rose had as president of the Knicks. He's the one who constructed this team. Fresh off the heels of a playoff appearance and a four seed, top four seed in the Eastern Conference. Now the Knicks aren't going to get into the play-in. Leon Rose made these, uh, these signings thinking that uh, it would push the Knicks to the next level, and alas, it has not. 
Not even close to that. They've gotten, they've regressed. And they couldn't do anything to, to try to make this team better or just say, you know, screw it. We're not going to do anything. I messed up. We got to move forward. Nope, Leon Rose decided to remain idle. But you take a look at the trades that happened earlier today, earlier on Thursday. You know, even yesterday, Joe Ingles got traded. Yes, he tore his ACL, but that's still a player with some value. Nikhil Alexander-Walker got moved. Juancho Hernan Gomez got moved. Um, you know, the big trade was James Harden getting moved and 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 Ben Ben Simmons, the, the trade that the Nets and the Sixers made. Dante DiVincenzo got moved. Serge Ibaka got moved. Goran Dragic got moved. Kristaps Porzingis got moved. These are players with value. You take a look at the Knicks roster, who has value? Who has value? The only player on that team that has value is probably R.J. Barrett. And you're not going to trade R.J. Barrett. He is the best player on this team this season. R.J. Barrett is by far the best player the Knicks have this season. So I ask you again, take a look at the roster. Who are you moving that has value? Are you going to try to trade Mitchell Robinson? You sure you want to do that? Love me some Mitchell Robinson. I think he's a great fit for this team. Those are really the only two players that have value. Julius Randle's value has gone down, especially with that contract. Evan Fournier's value has gone down, especially with that contract. Kemba Walker, nobody's going to want to trade for him because that man is made of glass. Nerlens Noel, nobody's going to trade for him because he can't catch a basketball. All the play and even the players that don't have any value that got moved, like an Ennis Freedom, or or uh, or a uh, uh, PJ Dozier and Bull Bull. You know, you look at you look at. Let's take a look at Ennis Cantor, or excuse me, Ennis Freedom. He's on an expiring contract. He actually got waived right after the trade. The Knicks have contracts that, yes, are movable and, and trade-friendly or whatever you may want to say about it. But again, at the end of the day, these guys just, just don't have value. They're not good. Alec Burks didn't get moved either. So now the question becomes, what are the Knicks going to do? They've only made one, one uh, roster move this season. And the guy that they traded for in Cam Reddish isn't even playing. He's not in the rotation. Which, again, if I'm Leon Rose, I'm red hot about. I'm so angry at Tom Thibodeau because you mean to tell me that I traded for this guy in Cam Reddish from a rival. Let's be honest. The Hawks, Atlanta, New York, they don't really like each other right now. They don't like each other on the baseball diamond. And as of last year, they don't like each other on the hardwood either. So you traded Cam Reddish, or you traded for Cam Reddish, and you gave away Kevin Knox and a first-round pick this year. And the guy can't crack the rotation. I don't care about the, I don't care about the fact that Kevin Knox was, was, wasn't in the rotation. I don't care about the fact that that uh, Hornets pick was probably not going to be conveyed this year, or, or it'll be conveyed next year. It's still a first-round pick. 
and it's still a roster move that was made that doesn't move the needle in one way or the other. Again, if I'm Leon Rose, I'm red hot about that. But also Tom Thibodeau's Tom Thibodeau's uh, hard-headed ways of coaching. Here's the issue with Tom Thibodeau. And you got to give credit to Tom Thibodeau because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, the great Herm Edwards once, say, once said, you play to win the game, right? That's the mentality that Tom Thibodeau has. You play to win the game. No matter if you have Kevin Durant and, and LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the team, or if you have Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, and, and you know Alec Burks out there as your three best players. He's going to play to win the game no matter what. And that's his toxic trait. He has to realize that, you know what, this season is probably just going to be thrown away. Into the trash it goes. So why don't I change my ways and so I can see and so that this front office can see what we have in Quentin Grimes, what we have in Deuce McBride, what we have in Emmanuel Quickly, what we have in Jericho Sims. Hell, why don't we also just call up Luka Samanach from the G League? The season is washed. The season has been lost. The season was lost about two weeks ago. And in my last uh, article that was posted on Monday, I wrote about how Knicks fans should just come to the realization that this team stinks. This team is not going to do anything. This team is not going to replicate the magic of last season. Rip the band-aid off. Because this team stinks. I've already become numb to it. I'm watching the Knicks get absolutely destroyed by Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. And I did not give a flying F. I did not care. I am numb again to the Knicks and they're losing. And you guys better get used to it. This team is not going to do a damn thing. They're not going to go into the play-in. Again, they are 24-31 and and will probably be the underdog in 11 of their next 12 games or so. You take a look at the schedule. It's one of the hardest in the NBA. We already went through the cakewalk of the schedule. And guess what? You're 24 and 31. We've already gone through the easiest part of the schedule. And you're still in 12th place. Wake up, Knicks fans. The season is lost. The season is over. Get used to the losing again because that's what's going to happen from this point until we reach the end of the season in April. We're going to be back on we're going to be back watching the deputy deputy commissioner's stupid face pulling a Knicks card out in the lottery. Get used to it Knicks fans. This this team is not replicating the magic of last season. 
And that's just the fact. And again, I'm, I'm livid because the trade deadline has come and gone. Kemba Walker is not the guy he used to be. He's not Hornets Walker anymore. We've been saying this since December. He's had two, three good games, had that good week. Jamal Crawford has been awfully quiet defending his boy Kemba Walker because Kemba Walker is a shell of himself. Didn't trade Evan Fournier because of that god-awful contract that's in its first year. Again, all of the quote-unquote bad players that got traded today, most of them are in the final year of their contract. Evan Fournier is in the first year of said contract. $78 million for Evan Fournier. Give Fournier some credit. He has been able to um, play up to the contract level over the last three games or so. But guess what? First 50 games of the season, he's been absolute dog water. Awful. Julius Randle. He's in the last year of a contract with the new one kicking in next year. How the hell are you going to trade Julius Randle? Nerlens Noel, again, that awful contract. He can't catch a damn basketball, and he can't stay on the basketball court. And you sign them for what, another three years at $30 million, $10 million a year? And you couldn't make a move to, to clear all that up so we can see what we have in Deuce, to see what we have in, in Quinton, to give more minutes to IQ, to give Jericho Sims a shot, to give Obi Toppin a chance. Again, Obi Toppin is averaging what? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what is he averaging? 13 minutes a game? And his per 36 is, is you know, top 10 pick level? If you look at his stats per 36, you got to wonder, why isn't this guy getting more minutes? And it's because of Tom Thibodeau's hard-headed ways in which he has to be in a win-now mode. Tom Thibodeau, it doesn't matter if there are 50 games below 500, Tom Thibodeau will always put out the lineup that he thinks will win the game. Doesn't matter about player development. He's been like this his entire career. People want to say, oh, but look at what he did with Derrick Rose back in Chicago. Yeah, but guess what? He also drove Luol Deng into a ditch and stunted the growth of Jimmy Butler. All-star Jimmy Butler. He did the same thing in Minnesota. D'Lo, Cat, Jimmy Butler did the same thing in Minnesota. And it eventually led to Thibodeau and those in the front office clashing heads. And it wouldn't surprise me, again, if Tom Thibodeau ends up not returning next season as the head coach of the New York Knicks. Some fireball offenses by Tom Thibodeau. And everybody gave him a shot thinking that maybe he's changed. Well, guess what? He has it. We've seen it in a year and a half now going on to he has not changed. He is still the same head coach. And this is why Tom Thibodeau will never lead a team to the NBA Finals and win the NBA Finals. Everybody has some kind of fault here. But again, a lot of the blame has to go to Leon Rose because he is the one who built this team. He is the one who gave out these contracts. 
He is the one who signed Tom Thibodeau. He is the one who is behind all the strings of this. He is the one to blame. Nobody else. He's the one to blame. He couldn't even get rid of a contract. And that's what happens, I guess, when an agent, never before been a GM, all of a sudden becomes the president of one of the most valuable franchises in the National Basketball Association. They didn't do anything. No trades. Kemba Walker is still Kemba Walker is still going to be the point guard. I ask you Knicks fans, have you enjoyed watching Kemba Walker this season? I'd rather watch Alfred Payton. I'm at that point. And I couldn't stand Alfred Payton. I'd rather have Alfred Payton out there than Kemba Walker because at least at least Alfred Payton could guard a six-year-old. Kemba Walker can't do a damn thing on defense either. Awful. He stinks. This roster stinks. They did absolutely nothing. Knicks fans, you deserve to be angry at this franchise. They gave you all this false hope last season. And guess what? We're right back to where we were, you know, three years ago. Maybe not as bad, but guess what? We're still going to be in the lottery. And you better hope that this front office can continue to scout these players like the Quentin Grimes and the Manuel Quickleys, these good players that they find late in the draft. It's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating because... It's frustrating because, again, you take a look at the contracts that Leon Rose got uh, this summer. You know, yeah, Kemba Walker is on a one-year contract, but Fournier is in the first year of a four-year contract. Noel is on the first year of a three-year contract. And Julius Randle, his new contract hasn't even started. It starts next year. It's... If you're frustrated, if you're as frustrated as me, you deserve to. Awful, awful look for the Knicks. So to recap, the Knicks remain idle here at the trade deadline. Um, Knicks fans, get ready to uh, watch more of Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier and and Nerlens Noel. Because that's what we're destined for. And again, this roster as currently constructed is, is going to be 10 games below 500 by the time the season ends. Maybe 15. And again, you take a look at the next dozen or so games. How many of those games are the Knicks going to win? Probably just one. Again, Knicks fans, take a look at the article that I wrote on Monday and published on Monday. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Just rip it. It'll make everything a lot easier. It'll make the losing a lot easier. Same thing for, I mean, and it shouldn't take too much to become numb to it because the Knicks have been, it's been the same story for the Knicks for most of my life. 
not even adulthood, my life. I am 24 years old. The last time that the Knicks were relevant was 1999. I was two years old. Didn't even have a grip on what basketball was. Hadn't even discovered it. Hadn't even discovered sports then. That was the last time the Knicks were relevant. So again, get numb to the losing because we've been doing it for 20 damn years. 22 damn years. Two playoff appearances since... Since what? The mellow years. Made it to the conference semifinals. Mello gets blocked by Roy Hibbert. And then from there, the Knicks have just gone downhill. And you thought that last season, maybe we were on the up and up. Maybe this was finally the turning point. The Knicks lost in five games. The one game that they won in the playoffs last season against the Hawks. Fans went out to the street. You would have thought that we just won the damn final. They went out on the streets and celebrated after that ridiculous win against the Celtics. We are ready to explode with excitement because we have been hiding and being distraught by the way that this franchise has been operated for the last 20 years. This fan base is ready to explode. This fan base is ready to celebrate. We thought we had it last season. And to see what has happened this season, it's more than just a gut punch. It's more than just a backstabbing. This is deeper than that. It's, it's heartbreaking stuff. Knicks remain idle at the trade deadline. And if you're upset, I echo your sentiment. And the Knicks wanted Jalen Brunson too. I forgot about that. Forgot to mention that. Looked like Jalen Brunson or J- Mark Cuban had said that Jalen Brunson wasn't going to get moved. Didn't get moved. The Mavs um, trade away Porzingis. So it looks like maybe Brunson, that clears up some cap space for the Mavericks to sign Brunson um, during the offseason. So that's another strike against the Knicks. But we move on from other players and the trade deadline. And we got to talk about what happened um, the other night in, in Denver, Colorado. In the final seconds. And again, this goes, um, this is again a, a knock on Tom Thibodeau and the way that he manages basketball games. He is not very good at managing basketball games. The New York Knicks were down, what, 15, 16 points? 17 points in the last two minutes of the contest. Or in the, let me, let, let's be honest, let's not be hyperbolic. The Knicks had cut their deficit to, what, 15 points. After trailing by about, what, 25 earlier in the contest, they were able to trim it down to 15, thanks to the bench. Big surprise again. The bench was was willing this team back into the contest. And then with about, what was it, probably like five minutes left. I'm going off the top of my head. With about five minutes left, Tom Thibodeau yanks the starters, or excuse me, yanks the, the bench. And inserts the starters, and like clockwork, the starters just can't get anything going on offense. As has been the story the entire season. So that's strike number one on Thibodeau. Again, he removes the bench. And he's done this multiple times this season just so he can stay true to his stupid rotations. He yanks the 
actual unit that has momentum and has the ability to put the ball in the basket. And he takes them out for the group of guys who can't reciprocate the same offensive ability. Strike number one. Then strike number two becomes he doesn't take the starters out in this blowout. The Knicks were in this second game of a back-to-back. And it's tough going from the Utah Jazz to the Denver Nuggets. You have to deal with Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz who are going to be one of the contenders in the Western Conference. And then the next day, you have to take on Jokic in high altitude and the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is an MVP. And the Knicks were without Mitchell Robinson. The Knicks were without a plethora of players. And you can tell that the players are just worn down, especially in the fourth quarter, um, late in the fourth quarter when the starters were out there. You can just tell that they were worn down. And again, we've seen it all throughout Tom Thibodeau's head coaching career. So that becomes strike number two, wearing the players down. And then strike three came with about 20 seconds left in the contest. For whatever reason, R.J. Barrett was still out on the court with 20 seconds left in a 17-point game. A game that was decided at 9.45 Eastern Time. The game tipped off at 9 o'clock. The game was decided by 9.45 Eastern Time. That's how bad the Knicks were. So in a game that was already lost, 20 seconds left in the contest, R.J. Barrett contests a jumper and ends up rolling his damn ankle. And he ends up spraining it. With 20 seconds left in a game that was decided hours ago. What is the logic on that? Why did Tom Thibodeau think that having R.J. Barrett out there in a 17-point loss with 20 seconds left was a great idea. Hey, Thibodeau, here's a great idea. Put in Cam Reddish. Put in Deuce McBride. Put in Quinton Grimes. Put in anybody except for the man who has been your best player this calendar year. The decisions that he makes... The decisions that he makes are so mind-numbing. You would think that a seven-year-old is managing this team. But he has this, this personal agenda in which he has to stay true to himself. He has to be always in a win-now mentality even though you're down 17 points with 20 seconds left in the game. And you end up... And it ends up being R.J. Barrett as collateral damage and his ankle being collateral damage. And now he's not going to play against the Warriors on, on Thursday night. So you mean to tell me that we're about to watch a game with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and a great team in the Golden State Warriors and the Knicks won't have Mitchell Robinson, it doesn't look like. They won't have R.J. Barrett. Kemba Walker is going to be the starting point guard again. Evan Alec Burks is probably going to end up starting too. Another player who didn't get moved during the deadline. 
Last time I checked, uh, last time I checked, the Warriors were nine and a half point favorites against the Knicks. I would take that in a heartbeat. I might do that right after I finish. I, I might. I'm gonna take that bet before I even publish. After I finish recording this segment, I'm gonna go bet on the Warriors. The Knicks are gonna lose by 15 tonight. I honestly don't even think I'll watch. I honestly don't think I'll even watch. Zero interest in this game. I'm starting the 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 interest of me talking about this team dwindles every day. Again, Knicks fans, just just remind yourself of the past 20 years and how you've kind of just become numb to the losing. Get numb to it again. Listen to what I'm saying. Get numb to the Knicks losing because that's what's going to happen from now until the end of the season. The Knicks are going to lose a ton of games over the next few weeks. And it all starts... Because of Tom Thibodeau and his awful ways of managing. And again, if I'm Leon Rose, that's another strike on Thibodeau. Why is my franchise cornerstone in a game in which they're down 17 points with 20 seconds left? These are questions that front offices really have to ask themselves. Why? Why is this a thing? Leon Rose has to, has to talk to Tom Thibodeau and say, Hey, what are you thinking? What's the mentality here? It really does seem to me that Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau are not on the same page. And again, that's why I think Tom Thibodeau, or not that I think, but that's why I say that Tom Thibodeau, I would not be surprised if Tom Thibodeau is not the head coach of the Knicks next season. Just awful mismanagement all season long. And it's incredible how everything has changed from a year ago to today. Less than a year ago. Nine months till today. Nine months ago, Knicks fans were in love with Julius Randle and in love with Tom Thibodeau. Today, Knicks fans can't get wait to get rid of both of them. It's an evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. <sighs> Boy. RJ Barrett, man. Sorry about that. Got a call in the middle. But RJ Barrett, again, yeah. You got to feel for him. He has been playing basketball so well. He has been playing possibly, I'd say, the best basketball of his career. Um, and for Tom Thibodeau to have him out there in a game that was lost hours ago and he ends up getting injured, I'd be red hot if I were R.J. Barrett too. There's really no one to blame about this situation except for Tom Thibodeau. No ifs, ands, or buts when in regards to the injury to R.J. Barrett. Simple as that. And again, these mismanagements, Bomb Leon Rose, I am red hot about it. 
the mismanagements with the rotation, leaving the, the starters in for way too long when they simply just don't have it, yanking the bench players when the team is starting to make a comeback, having your star player out there on the court with 17 seconds left, or with uh, 20 seconds left in the 17-point game, and him getting injured, trading for a player that can't crack the rotation and giving up a first-round pick for it. These are things that have to raise the eyebrows of Leon Rose. And if it doesn't, then we have a problem that lies deeper than just Tom Thibodeau. We have another issue yet again in the front office. Tired of the front office being dysfunctional too, man. Players on the court is dysfunctional enough. Sick and tired of the, of the front office, Isaiah Thomas and Phil Jackson and God, starting to get a headache. Oh boy. It's tough. It's tough being a Knicks fan right now. Again, Knicks fans, I'm about to sign off. But again, for the final time, I've been preaching it to you this entire show. Rip the band-aid off. You'll feel better. Because you gotta get numb to it. Because this losing stuff is going to keep happening, and it's going to keep happening, and it's going to keep happening. Simple as that. All right, Knicks fans, grab your calendar. Here are the uh, Knicks games for the next week. Um, we'll start off with Thursday night, a 10 o'clock tip-off, as the Knicks continue to hang out on the West Coast. They're in San Francisco to take on the Warriors. 10 o'clock start again on Thursday. The Knicks without R.J. Barrett um, in that contest. Um, again, Knicks fans, Knicks Warriors, you think you're going to win that one? Saturday, February 12th, a 5 o'clock start in Portland as the Knicks take on the Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, no C.J. McCollum. McCollum got traded to the Pelicans. Um, but again, I got to ask you, do you really think that the Knicks are going to beat the Trailblazers? Monday, February 14th, 7.30, Valentine's Day. You and your boo can go ahead and turn on the Knicks game as they will host the Oklahoma City Thunder. That honestly might be the Knicks' best chance to pick up a win in the next two weeks or so. And finally, Wednesday, February 16th, 7.30, the Brooklyn Nets take the trip across the, uh, across the East River and they take on the Knicks in Manhattan, 7.30 start on Wednesday, February 16th. And again, uh, the Nets, they look a little scary, man. Ben Simmons just got traded there. Um, Kevin Durant, um, no Kyrie Irving, obviously, because Kyrie Irving does not want to get vaccinated. Um, but, I mean, again, the big two and a half there with Brooklyn, um, that's certainly going to be interesting. Um, you got to gotta wonder how Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving uh, backcourt will work out. Um, you know, you got a guy who won't be able to play in a game seven home game if it does come down to that. And you got a guy who, um, will pass up an open layup when Trey Young is in the restricted area and just Trey Young. So we'll see what happens there. But again, uh, you look at the schedule here for New York and, and maybe they can win the Thunder game and a very, very hard emphasis on the word maybe win against the Thunder. That's the upcoming schedule for New York, four games on the schedule. Well, there you have it, Knicks fans. Um, 
a very emotional podcast. The Knicks remain idle. They don't do anything at the trade deadline. The Kemba, For- uh, Kemba Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel are still all employed by the New York Knicks. R.J. Barrett is in a walking boot. He will now play against the Warriors. And speaking of the Warriors, uh, Golden State minus 9.5 has been secured on FanDuel for one unit. So um, there you have it, Knicks fans. Um, Again, get ready for a lot and a lot of losing over the next couple of months um, because that's what's in the cards for New York after remaining idle in this uh, this trade deadline. So... um, you know, be easy, uh, rip the band-aid off, because it's only going to get worse from here. I'm Manny Rodriguez signing off. Thank you so much for listening to the New York Knicks, uh, Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation, New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. I'll catch you next time, but until then, a very dejected, go New York, go New York, go. See you.